In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. It's Josephine here. I hope everybody had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend and a very big salute to our heroes who are doing such a great job in protecting our country. It kind of brings tears to my eyes when I think of how many young ch- young boys have lost their lives for the sake of our country. So a big salute out to our heroes. Okay, so let's start our show off with um, the business tip of the week. This is a really easy one. To all of my entrepreneurs out there who might be starting out, who have been working really, really hard, who have been doing all sorts of things in their business, I want to say focus on sales. I can hear my brother Paul telling me all the time, Joe, nothing matters but the bottom line. Get sales because sales creates credibility. It's so, so important. And of course, we know sales pays the bills. And sales also defines the fact that your business is no longer a hobby. It's a real business. And anyway, to my dear listeners, Shark Tank won't even look at us if our sales aren't through the roof or at least creeping up there. So that's my business tip of the week. Everybody go out there and really make a strong, hard effort to bring up your sales. Okay, so with that, we're going to have a fun show today. We have an author, a speaker, a business coach, and a homeschooling mom of five. That's right, five, all wrapped up in one. Our guest today is Tisha Shelby Houston. She goes by, you know, both names. And she specializes in helping moms start, grow, and transform their home businesses as they grow and transform themselves. She also has an incredible um, blog talk show that um, she'll tell us more about. So with that, I would love to invite Tisha and welcome her to Paying It Forward. Good morning, Tisha. Good morning, Josephine. Thank you for uh, having me on your show today. 
Well, thanks for being a part of it. Um, I know we were talking very, very late last night, Tisha, and I enjoy speaking to you so much. And you are a wealth of information. And lots of times, I'm not sure if my listeners know, I don't really talk to my guests or I try to avoid them before my show. Because a lot of times when we have our conversations, the information is so great that sometimes we think, oh, gosh, we covered it already on the show. And the truth of the matter is we covered it last night when we were talking during our conversation. So we're going to teach you, we're going to have to rack our brains and make sure we cover all those great points we talked about last night. How's that? That, you know what, Josephine, you and I always have great discussions, so I'm sure we will pull something out today. <laughs> It'll be just I'm, as good as it was last night and the time before. I'm <laughs> sure. Okay, so Tisha, tell my listeners a little more about your background, you know, your upbringing. Did you ever think you were going to be an entrepreneur? And bring us right up to date as to how you came uh, up with your idea about your business and how it's going. Um, well, again, first of all, let me say thank you for the opportunity to speak on your show. Um, your show is phenomenal, and uh, women that listen in, they are doing themselves a favor. Oh, <laughs> and that's I also nice. Want to say, and I also want to say to all who are listening that I hope that you're having a really great day. But if you are not, just mm-hmm. know that with every new minute, Every new minute that passes, you have an opportunity to change that. You have an opportunity every minute to make it a great day. You know, we tend to wait for those extraordinary opportunities, Josephine. We wait for it Uh to show up with the neon lights and the arrows pointing and, you know, flashing and God's voice booming. This is your day. This is your time. Now, go for it. (laughs) You're (laughs) so right. I read a quote earlier today, and this is the reason why I'm starting off with this, because it it just really hit me. And the guy said that weak men, and don't ask me who quote who said it, because I just read it and I was so fascinated by it. Weak men wait for opportunities. Strong men make them. And so we cannot wait for that extraordinary opportunity, quote unquote. We have to seize common occasions and make them great. That is so, so true and so great. You're so right, Tisha. I mean, we can't sit around and let our life go by. It really, I don't know, it's eye-opening when you really, really think about the fact we could be married, we could be with children, whatever your circumstance is, it's so important to take control of your life and to make things happen. So I love that quote. That's great. Yeah. Make those sales happen. Go after what you want. Go after it. So if you're not having a good day or a good week or a good month, and we're almost finished with the half of the year, you Uh, know, all we have to do is make a decision, decide that it will be a good day, a good week. And and then follow your intuition, trusting that it'll be so. So that's my little talk for us before we get started. <laughs> I think that's great. Okay. So, Keisha, go ahead. It's all yours. Tell us a little bit about your background. Okay. So my background, no, I did not think that I would be an entrepreneur my whole entire life. Um, you know, you're told, like most of us, this generation, we, we tell our children now you can be whatever you want and go after your dreams and your passion. But before the, this current set of children, we were taught, get your education and get a good job. And so that's the way I was raised. 
And that's what I believed until I had that first child. And I realized I don't want to go back to work. I don't want to let someone else raise my child because that's really what it would boil down to. If I'm, you know, stuck at a job in traffic, get home at a certain hour in the evening with just enough time to feed the child, bathe the child, do schoolwork, and put them in the bed. Um, I didn't want to live like that. And so I decided early on in marriage, uh, let's say I got pregnant on my honeymoon, and so uh, pretty much made the decision <laughs> very early in marriage. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> that, oh, my gosh. It wasn't funny then. But I Tisha, the same again. thing. I'm laughing because the same thing happened to me. I was coming home. Um, we went to Hawaii, and you know, it, it was like some ridiculous. How many hours is it to Hawaii? Like 12 hours. And I think I was up every 30 seconds. And I looked at the stewardess, and I said to her, "I wish I could say I was pregnant. That's why I feel like my bladder's full." Then all of a sudden, I looked at my husband. I said, "I don't know about this." And sure enough, on the honeymoon. Yeah. So I know where you're coming from. And all of a sudden, your life just <laughs> moves fast forward it's kind yes, of funny right yeah and so that, that's really funny yeah it's true <laughs> but um but i decided then that i wasn't going to go back to work that i had to figure out a different way to make okay. some money again i wasn't thinking entrepreneurial i was thinking hustle <laughs> that's my background i grew up in chicago and you know people it's amazing when i when you look at it uh, the people who were Entrepreneurs, we called them on the south side of Chicago. We called them hustlers. These were people who were making money on the side. They didn't have a real, quote-unquote, real job. Okay, wow, that's great. <laughs> they were hustling. So in my mind, that's what I was doing. I was going to get my hustle on and figure out how to make the money. And, um, and then over a period of time, I realized that, uh, first of all, hustling won't get you too far. <laughs> You know, selling a little this, a little that won't get you far, uh, which is the reason why the people who were hustlers as opposed to entrepreneurs were always struggling. And, you know, we there are many of us who today we call ourselves entrepreneurs, but we really have a hustler mindset. Hustler mindset means that, um, you know, I'm selling just enough. I'm not professional. I'm not building my skills. I'm just selling. Whatever it is, I'm selling Mary Kay, I'm selling Avon, I'm, you know, we're, we're not thinking professionally, we're not thinking long term, and that was my mentality. Uh, my first hustle was Mary Kay, even though I didn't wear makeup. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So, of course, that didn't go too well. But um, over time, um, I discovered my gifts. And that's what it really boils down to. You have to, if you want to do this long term, if you want to work from home long term, you don't want to go for the quick sale or the easy multi-level marketing company that you can sell something for them. You want to think passion, purpose, and gifts. What is my purpose? And you have to seek. You have to seek. You have to seek for that. What is my, what is my passion? What do I really, really love to do? What do I thoroughly enjoy doing? And you have to seek for that sometimes because we're not taught. When we are, when we are in school, we're taught right. grades, um, learn what we teach you, spit it back out. You don't have time to really explore any real true passions and spend any real quality time growing them because you have to get ready for the test and the next test and the next test. You know what I'm saying? And so our sure. society doesn't um, encourage us 
to find our purpose and our passion. Um, you know, it's so- funny, Tisha, that you should say that. I had lunch with a business associate the other day, and she was telling me that her husband was um, sort of kind of in a position where he was being laid off, and he had to think of another plan. And he just updated his resume, and he was sending it out. And she said, you know what? I don't like that plan. I don't think mm-hmm. that's a good plan. You've been doing the same thing for 20-some-odd years. Mm-hmm. I want you to rework your resume and let's focus on what you love to do and what you're really, really good at. And that's what he did. He went back. He reworked his whole resume. He went from not getting any interviews to getting like three or four interviews within two days. And he is like walking on cloud nine. His self-esteem has gone up. And you know what? The thought of having a job that you absolutely love is is great. I mean, that's what it's all about. But um, exactly. So here we are on um, the first segment of Paying It Forward is over, but we'll be back with lots more when we come back. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Adoption, Journey to Motherhood with Mary Beth Wells. Monday mornings at 9, 8 a.m. Central. This is not your typical show about adopting children. This is a shared experience from Mary Beth's heart. Mary Beth will be talking about and covering all the issues pertaining to adoption, including adopted parents, birth parents, adoptees, foster care, and infertility. So... How did your journey to motherhood begin? Or are you still on the path? We want to hear all voices sharing their stories and talking about those issues that are so dear to our hearts. You see, Mary Beth is a birth mom that relinquished a child for adoption and ended up coming full circle by adopting two beautiful little girls from Guatemala. And that led to her starting a doll company about adopting baby dolls from all around the world so that children could choose their own doll and learn about that doll's heritage. For more on Mary Beth and her dolls, go to PreciousBabyDolls.com. Then join us for Adoption, Journey to Motherhood with Mary Beth Wells. Monday mornings at 9, 8 a.m. Central. Remember, the heart knows no boundaries. How to invest, where to invest, where to save, where to get the right insurance, what to do about taxes, or even purchase a property. That's where Go To My Radio Show comes in. Join host Eli Covell. Tuesday afternoons at 4, 3 Central on Toginet.com. Go to My Radio Show is a show that helps you understand terms, strategies, and basic principles used by financial professionals. Go to My Radio Show is unbiased. And Eli Covell, your host, will ask the hard questions and take calls to help you connect with the right professional who can help you better handle your financial choices. Go to My Show is not a financial service company and does not offer any financial services. But we will help you learn how to become a competent investor. Understand the basic principles of finance. Overcome barriers of investing. Plan your financial future. And most of all, choose the right programs for you. Go to My Radio Show with host Eli Covell. Tuesday afternoons at 4, 3 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. So, I have Tisha Shelby Houston on the on the line with us and um tisha was just tisha why don't you finish telling us a little more about your background and how you became a business coach 
Okay, okay. Well, again, you know, following purpose, passion, uh, what I did was I learned that I thoroughly enjoy speaking, and so I moved in that direction. I started doing seminars and workshops. And during that time, I bumped into a lot of people who were entrepreneurs who wanted to be entrepreneurs. And uh, at that point, that's what I was. I was developing, taking my experience and my skills, and I was marketing them to um, seminar companies, and they were sending me out to speak for them. So uh, people were asking me how to do that, and that's what I did, and I thoroughly enjoyed doing that. And I realized that what I was doing was called being a business coach, helping people to determine what they enjoyed, help them to find their purpose, find their passion, helping them to tailor it all into one marketing plan so that they can monetize it and start making money from it. And uh, and so in that, I realized I've been doing that for 12 years, Josephine. 12 years wow. I was doing that. Wasn't getting paid, wasn't asked, didn't even know it was a business coach. It was just something wow. that I enjoyed doing, helping people find out who they are and what they can do to stay at home with their children. And... Um, and ended up just deciding uh, just a couple of years ago, I need to do this professionally. I need to develop my own coaching skills. Oh, I didn't know it was such a thing. And then going right. from there. So that's how I got into coaching. And um, also, I'm, I still speak. I go out and speak on living your purpose and your passion and, and helping women to really go forward in life, really go forward in life. I think that's amazing. So, Tisha, tell um, the listeners how they can get in touch with you, just in case they want to. I usually do it at the end, but I think now is a good time. Yes. My uh, website is thebusinesscoachformoms.com because I'm a business coach for moms. <laughs> yeah, that's um, amazing. With five I children, I have wonderful. learned, Josephine, uh, with five children, I've learned to how to Survive a business while you're breastfeeding, while you're finding pacifiers, while you are filling the ice cube trays. I've learned. <laughs> I mean, it's really hard. I hear you. I mean, Tisha, I did the same thing. I don't know. Looking back, I'm like, oh, my gosh, what was I thinking? But the truth of the matter is it just makes us stronger people, I would like to believe. But the only part of this puzzle I cannot understand is Tisha, how do you homeschool five kids at the same time? I don't get that whole concept. Like the oh minute my, my kids are out of out the door, I'm like, okay, I got to really, really focus on getting my work done because the minute the kids come home, between the homework and the sports and dinner and, you know, baths and bedtime, the whole entire night is shot. So how do you get anything done? Oh, my gosh, it's a challenge. It's definitely a challenge. Um, well, right now we have one who just graduated, and we put him in high school about three years ago. Um, okay. and he just graduated last Tuesday, so I homeschooled him up to three years ago. My second child <clears throat> is in seventh grade, and we put him in school about a year ago, so that leaves me with the last three. Last wow. three, which are and these three are very time-consuming. The older ones, you know, when they get older, they can... Um, they're self-sufficient to a degree, but the last three we're doing uh, fourth grade and first grade, and then preschool or kindergarten, and uh, and it's just a matter of being very, very, very disciplined, which I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> but I've been doing it for do. 17 years. 17 years, like I kind of I know how much energy it really takes, and I just put forth that amount of energy to get it done. 
Wow, that's amazing. So hats off to you, Tisha. I honestly don't think I can do that. I can do a lot of things, but the homeschooling thing I think is really, really tough. And I admire so many people that do it. So, Well, I'll, right. I'll tell you, Josephine, hats off yeah. to you because I could not do that whole driving kids to school, picking them up. You have to stop doing what you're doing because you have to go get those in the PTA meetings, the this, the that, all that extra stuff you have to do when you put them in school. They want you to... Yeah. They want you to be there in the schools. I can't do that. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. Another mom that I interviewed recently, she has nine children. Um, my friend Robin, and I cannot believe it, she homeschools her kids also. And she said the same thing. She said, you know what, it's almost easier in her mind to homeschool. So, yeah. um I think that's great. I really, really do. And um, I remember interviewing Scott McIntyre from American Idol, and his mom was um, homeschooled him. And meanwhile, he became like a Rhodes Scholar. He amazing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And um, so homeschooling really, really is a great thing. So, and and can I say this also, Josephine? When it comes to homeschooling, the real the reason that I do it, you know, now I have two success stories, actually three stories, because I homeschooled my nephew. We had custody of him for a number of years, and he's doing very well in school. He's back with my sister. Um, But the reason for doing it is because, just like we said, school does not allow you to really delve deeply into your passion and your purpose. And I want my children, I want this generation to know what they're talented in and and to cultivate it at an early age. And so my oldest is a classically trained pianist. Um, He actually makes money playing piano. He's not a nerd. He, you know, was prom king when he just last couple of weeks ago when he had prom. He's not a nerd, but he's very educated, very smart, very focused, Um, you know, loves YouTube and Facebook and and uh, tweeting all the time and also texting. So he's not a nerd, but just really balanced. And that is what I wanted. My seven-year-old, he was in fourth grade, he sits and draws. Oh my gosh, Josephine, if I let him draw 10 hours a day, he would do it with nonstop without eating. Wow. And I want to give him that. I want them to have that because it sets them up for life. You know, I was 30 something years old and I was going, okay, now what is my purpose? Right. <laughs> Whereas these children, I want them to know early. These are my talents. You know, they have to seek God themselves for their purpose. But at least they know these are my talents and this is how I can start making money doing what I enjoy and doing it well because I started at early age cultivating it. And yeah, that's and you know what, Tisha? I'm not so sure that you would be able to pinpoint that if the kids were in school all day. Like, I'm and sure there are lots of pros and cons, but um, you really have to be a dedicated parent to right. to really figure and help your children figure out at a young age what they're good at and what they enjoy and, you know, giving them a little nudge here and there. So Right, wow. right. And, and, and I'm not knocking parents that don't homeschool and saying that they can't figure it out because you can. You can. Yeah. But like you said, you have to be very, very dedicated. But also, Josephine, it makes you, it makes the children more stressed when they have all the other, you know, we're trying to figure out what it is that you're talented at. And so you're going to school, and when you finish school, then we got football, we have soccer, we have karate, and we're trying to determine, you know, what it is that you're, that you're good at doing. 
And so we're putting you in everything, and the kid doesn't like this. And, that, and then kids get burned out early. In this Absolutely. case, my seven-year-old decided at an early age he wanted to be in karate. We put him in. He loved it. Oh, my gosh. He loved it. He's almost a black belt, and he'll wow. be eight in just a couple of weeks. My, my uh, now 13-year-old wanted to play an instrument. We did drum lessons. He loved it. We did trumpet because he said trumpet. Well, he didn't practice his trumpet. Instead of pushing that and beating that and, you know, saying, well, he doesn't have time because he's doing his homework, we knew immediately within a couple of months he really doesn't like trumpeting, so we're going to remove that little activity from his schedule. And so it gives you an opportunity to really explore. When you homeschool them, you're there. You know, and, and, and to be honest, I'm a dedicated parent, but they are open, and I don't have to be too dedicated because they find themselves early. You know, they find out yeah. early what they enjoy, and I just follow it. I think that's wonderful, Tisha. And you know what? I'm personally going through this whole thing with the sports with my children. I mean, my husband was like a professional soccer player in college. He played for the U.S. team. And, you know, he was a very dedicated athlete. But I agree with you that I think sometimes it could be a little too much for the kids. Uh And especially, you know, my oldest is just turned nine. And he has two sports right now. It baffles me how some kids are actually handling three sports. And then I have my middle guy who's right behind him two years later, but he's involved in the sports too. So it's a lot of time taken away from, you know, really sitting down and focusing with the kids and doing homework and things like that, which it's really, really hard. But, you know, my husband's convinced that he feels very strongly that sports are super important at a young age because it really does give the kids the self-esteem, the confidence, and keeps them out of trouble as they get older. So, right. and, that's, and to, that's true. That's I'm true. And, and to, children yeah. need to, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm trying to bite my tongue with it and go with it, but it's, it's a tough thing when, you know, sometimes the homework doesn't get done. I look at my kids, I'm like, you're too tired to do homework, don't worry. And I know they don't have a restful sleep when they're school bags, you know, not packed and ready to go in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. And so your question is, how do I do it? Schooling really takes three to four hours. We homeschool, they can get it done. The older older child, um, you know, the fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade can do his schoolwork in three hours, four hours max. And, you know, so that gives them all that extra time. That gives them extra time where they can really explore the, the... And so if I dedicate four hours a day, first thing in the morning, to schooling my children, then I am free for the rest of the day. Wow. And they and are what, free. And they're free. And what are they doing on their spare time? Do they entertain each other? Exactly. Exactly. They play. You know, they ask to watch television, which we don't do a lot of TV. Right now I'm on the phone, and so they're watching um, Backyard again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's supposed to be a good educational show. Right, yeah, that's right, good. exactly. Uh, but they have time, they have the rest of the day to play. And literally, that's what they do all day long. Play, 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 that's it. Which is very, very important in our society. You know, they're getting rid of recess in schools. They're getting yeah. rid of recess. And we don't, that's the other thing that we don't foster and we don't nurture, and that's play. Our children are stressed out. They're going to this event, that event, this thing, that thing in school and, you know, not getting enough rest. 
is a problem. They're not eating healthy. Uh, when my oldest started school, he was in 10th grade when he started. And I'll tell you, I was really nervous and very upset because, you know, they are not getting recess. They're not eating healthy lunch, lunches. They have the, the um, restaurants to come into the school every week. You know, one week it's Hardee's, next week it's Arby's. You know, it's crazy. Oh, it's yeah. Crazy. No, no, that doesn't sound good. But you know what? Let's hold on to that thought, and we'll be back shortly. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Get ready to laugh along with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Ali Lopreet. Friday evenings at 6, 5 central on toginet.com. This is a truly realistic, no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is method that will have you laughing and crying, surviving while struggling, and hammering away at the hardships as you travel through the greatest journey of your life. Get empowered by joining thousands of other parents who have also decided to take a leap of faith into a double career with longer hours and half the pay simply because of the love they have for their children. Together, we are rebuilding a new economy that will support us rather than enslave us. Never again will we have to choose between raising our children and earning to provide for them. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. For more on Allie and her success, check out her website, OurMilkMoney.com. So come get empowered with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Allie Lopreet. Friday afternoons at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. Hey moms, get ready for Living the Dream Mom with Nina Fry. Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Living the Dream Mom is about the true realities of motherhood, the beauty and the rewards of watching your children grow. All these moms have something in common. They put their kids first. It's not about the kids all the time and the diapers and the bottles and the breastfeeding. It's about showcasing the mother in motherhood, real moms in the real world. Do you get it? Now that's what the show is about. So every week, let's get together and we'll share these great stories with you guys. And I hope by the end of the show, you'll be saying, you know what? That is my life. Nina gets it. And I can't hardly wait to see what she brings me next week. Don't miss the next Living the Dream Mom. It's Real Moms in the Real World. Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Living the Dream Mom with Nina Fry on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and we have our guest, Tisha Shelby Houston, um, who's a business coach, on with us today. And um, Tisha, why don't we? Um, why don't you take it from before the break? You were talking about your son, who was going to school, and they were bringing in outside restaurants. Bringing in outside restaurants, he's not drinking enough water, he's not getting exercise. And so that just concerns me with our children and society. But not only that part of it, that aspect of it, but then they, they're not allowed to have recess in some places, many places. Just not enough fun. They're not having mm-hmm. enough fun. They're not eating healthy. And so we have what we have in our society, people who are lost, women who want to be at home with their children, but they feel compelled to go to work, even though they don't want to do it. 
true entrepreneurs who have to work a job that they hate. You know, we have what we have because it starts with our school system and our education and how we educate our own children. Yeah, I think you're so, so right about that. And um, the only thing I can say about that is for all those moms who do send their kids to school, the best way you can get involved is to get involved with the PTA and make your voice heard it's so important because if you sit home and say oh i'm only one person and something you know what i say isn't going to make a difference believe me take it from me everybody out there if there is a problem in the school system with my children they know every principal i'm now in three schools they know if they get a phone call from josephine durasi they put it on hold and they get on the phone right away and Tisha, the reason is the reason is because number one, they know I will not let up until I'm heard. And yeah. but I but I do it in a nice way where I'm not calling to complain. I'm calling to make something that wasn't working properly better. And I'll tell you a perfect example was that um the school used to send out notices if a child had strep in the in the class. But the notice said a child in the school was diagnosed with strep. Well, there's a couple of hundred kids in the school. My kids never had strep. Why would I? I just didn't take the notices very seriously. But one day, my son came home with 103 fever, and that notice was in his school bag, and I brought him to the doctor immediately. And sure enough, he had full-blown strep. And I called the school the next day, and I said, you know what? This needs to be changed. I think the letter should state that anyone in the child's immediate class if anybody's been diagnosed, because that alarms the parents to say, right. gosh, my child could have been sitting next to the person that had strep, you know, and you right. take it that much more seriously. So the thing is, I do think that parents can make a difference in the school system. So speak up, but just do it nicely and have a solution to the problem. And that's when I think you're taken seriously. Yes, yes. And thank God for women like you, because you make the school system a better place for women like me who when I put my child in school I'm finished (laughs) yeah you're burnt I'm done they're all yours so I hear you so all right talking about problems and solutions let's switch gears here a little and let's talk about five things that you feel a person needs to be um needs to do needs to be in order to be a successful business owner Okay, one thing that I believe, um, particularly for the mompreneurs, you know, I'm a quote-unquote mompreneur expert. Okay, <laughs> now good. That, that I have, sounds great. Yeah, now that I have the book, you know, I'm a mompreneur expert. Um, one thing I believe that we must have lined up and in order in order to be successful is children. We have to have our children in order. In other words, train those kids. It amazes me, Josephine. Oh, my gosh, it amazes me how we will train a dog to go against his very nature, to not jump, to not bark. We will train a dog to sit. We will train a dog. But we won't train our children to do something that they need to do, learn how to clean, learn how to help out without getting paid for it. You know, you you can give money, whatever your rules are. 
children need to know that I'm helping because I live here, and because I live here, I'm participating in the household, in the community, in the family. So train the children. For the women who are working from home, if they don't have their children helping them, then they, it makes them more stressful. It makes them frustrated, angry. And uh, yeah. and it helps to burn them out. So the children. I must agree, be Tisha. I agree with that so much. But it's not only that it really helps the moms out there, but it helps the children gain so much. Um, I don't know. They gain a lot of confidence because, you know, we're always telling them, wow, you did a great job. But they feel like they're part of a unit and we're working together as a team. And I'll tell you, last week I did exactly that on Saturday afternoon. I said to the kids, okay, everybody, who's going to vacuum? Who's going to, you know, do the windows and who's going to polish the furniture? Well, my kids couldn't wait to help. And all together and the whole time I'm saying, great teamwork. Good job, everybody. See, if we clean together, we work together, then we can play together. And I had planned that we would go to the movies later on that day. And it really, the kids are happy. It's not like they they don't like doing it. So I agree 100%. And you're not going to have a bunch of teenagers sitting around texting and sitting on Facebook who don't want to participate, who have their feet up on the coffee table, and you're cleaning and vacuuming around these grown children. Because, you know, when they're 15, they have the body of a grown woman and a grown man. So, you know, and so I've always wanted to, I wanted to make sure that didn't happen. I had four sons, and my last child is a daughter. I did not want to have a bunch of grown men, deep voices, taller than me, even if they are just 14, 15. They're taller than me, they have deeper voices. I don't want to clean up behind grown men. So teaching them at an early age. Okay, good, good point. The other thing that they must, that you must have, and that's your relationships. Your relationships need to be in order. Um, that means staying away from negative people, um, eliminating the revenge, bitterness, angry, uh, whatever emotional issues that you have. You can't hold on to them. You cannot hold on to them. I, a woman called me um, a couple of months ago now, wanting me to coach her, and we were in our first conversation or first phone call and within 15 minutes Josephine she must have mentioned her ex-husband 15 times and she just had this vengeful spirit you know she wanted to stay at home with her children and so she was you know it's just this vengeful spirit and at one point she even called him if I can say this a dirty bastard wow (laughs) and I was you know I was like whoa wait I cannot work with you I can't work with you unless you get that under control unless you learn how to release anger and animosity you have to have that under control running a business takes a lot of energy and you cannot have that energy diverted towards negativity if you do you're not going to be successful and i'm not one of those who say you know you're not going to be successful because you have unforgiveness no you're not going to be successful because your energy is being divided that's the reason why it won't work your energy is being divided. And so you I have to that. have those under control. That is such a great point. Running a business takes a lot of energy. How will you take control of your energy? Exactly. And keep it moving forward. Keep that energy. You know, 
I see a business almost like a train. It's like a choo-choo train. It takes a lot of choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo to get it up the hill. And if you halfway up the hill stop to argue, to fuss, to fight, to, and we have those things naturally in our lives. You know, we, the train stops because we have to deal with, you know, the death of a parent. The train stops because now we have to deal with this big issue in our household, foreclosure on a house or, you know, whatever it may be. So sometimes the business slows down just naturally because of life circumstances and situations. You know, we're still raising children, so it's not going too fast anyway. Right, right. <laughs> but no, it's so, so true. That. You know, Tisha, the one thing I have an issue with is, like, I love Shark Tank. I think they do such a great job and everything. But I always kind of shake when they say, well, how long have you been in business? And my question is, like, I wonder as a business owner, do we get any kind of, I don't want to say that we want slack, but... Does it mean anything that we are, maybe we're just not working full-time because we're not able to work full-time if we're running a household and have young children? Exactly. I'm always so torn about this, Tisha, because I one thing I try to keep telling myself all the time is you get out what you put in. So no matter what you're working on, you get out of, from your children what you put into them so if you're focusing tons and tons of time on them you'll get you'll get something in return because you'll get well-respected children etc but Uh even with the business a lot of times if I feel like wow I need to spend more time on my business whether it be at three o'clock in the morning or whenever it is on the weekends then um, sometimes I need that gentle reminder that you know what you get out what you put in. What so. you put in. And, and, you know, this is the reason why I coach moms in particular, because I I like to be that voice that reminds them, you're not going to go as fast as everyone else. You might as well get that out your head now. <laughs> and if you right. have children under the age of seven, you're really moving slowly, and it's okay. It's okay, but you have mm-hmm. to know that, or else you'll compare yourself to everyone else particularly the the men and, you know, the Shark Tank people who want that, you know, everything's about time and money, time and money. It's you're raising children, and you're, like you said, you're putting in to those children. You're going to move, your business is going to move slower, and you have to get to the point where you say, that's okay. This This is truly priority. My family is truly priority. And oftentimes it's it's really difficult to get out of the mindset because our culture is so laden with that time and money issue. We want lots of money and a little bit of time. And we can't see that in our business. You're so right about that. And, you know, the time, everybody tells us the time, you can never get that time back when your children are young. So I wasn't ready to just throw that out the window. But um, Right, right. And and I, I, I... I'm challenged with that as well, Josephine. You know, I coach women who, even I'm the business coach for moms, I still coach women who don't have children. They just want me. Um, I coach women who only have two children. Well, I have five, and I'm homeschooling. And when I coach a woman, oh, my gosh, everyone that I coach, they are just blooming. They are making money. They're going forward. And here I am. Still filling the ice cube trays and clipping toenails and, you know, wiping the little bottom when they finish on the toilet. Oh, my gosh. Can I please move along faster? But I can't. It's it's tough, but the time will come. They will get big. Exactly. 
All right, we'll take another quick break and we'll be back with our last segment of Paying It Forward. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. So where were you in the 1970s? Well, this Saturday morning, we're going to flash back to the 70s as we count down the classic hits with the American Rock and Roll Countdown. You'll hear news and information and stories about the artist and what was going on during the specific week that we highlight. So be sure to join us at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time this Saturday on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. The Trick to Getting Published with your host, Florence Blake. Friday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Flo has seen it, done it, and now can share from her experiences as a newspaper staff reporter, feature writer, freelance editor, and college writing instructor. And now Flo has authored a system whereby her students enjoy a 90% success rate in attaining publication of their manuscripts for the first time. In just four years, she has over 800 of her own articles published in national magazines, newspapers, and anthologies. Author of several books, including the powerful memoir, The Sicilian Nobleman's Daughter, Florence has advised and edited professors, deans, PhDs, and hundreds of students' writings before submission. And now it's your turn. Join us Friday nights with your questions. Most of Flo's students say they've learned much and thoroughly enjoyed the journey. It's The Trick to Getting Published with your host, Flo Blake. Friday nights at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and we have our guest, Tisha Shelby Houston, who was just talking about, she's giving us five business tips on how to be a successful business owner. So number one was have your children in order. Number two, relationships need to be in order. And um, before we get to number three, Tisha, it might go in with vision. I know number three is vision. But um, let's talk about your blog talk radio because I know you have such a vision when it comes to that also. Yes. Uh, my blog talk radio show is uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash for powerful women only. For powerful women only. And uh, and it's exactly what it says. I don't, you know, I don't mess around with women who are wimps and scared and they're too afraid of life. The show is for women who are, they understand their power and they're willing to use it. And so I talk to other mompreneurs who are successful and uh, we talk about the challenges that they've gone through and how they had to overcome. So it's just a, it's an inspiring and encouraging show. Okay, it sounds great. Thanks for sharing that with us. Tisha, because I have listened to it and it really has a lot of helpful information. I love the helpful information. The fluff kind of, I everybody, there's only so many hours in the day and I yes. like to get to the real guts a lot of times and yes. you know, your your show really does that. But okay, And so, so I don't have people on there who are trying to sell their stuff and you know, they're trying to promote something new. No, I talk to real women, um, very, very successful women and 
some just regular everyday work at home moms who are successful and they talk about how to overcome their challenges and and uh, and give their tips and their points. Perfect. All right. So let's go to business tip number three, vision. Vision. If you want to be successful, you have to have a full, complete, out-and-out plan. Now, it doesn't have to be right. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it must be solid. In other words, you have to have, you have to know how grand or small you want to be. And so um, I'll give you an example, because this is a common problem that I, that I face when I coach women. Um, you know, we always struggle with the, if I'm too successful, it's going to take time away from my children. And um, I coached a woman who was a uh, fitness expert. Mm-hmm. And she would always start a business, this is what she told me herself, and then pull back when it started getting too big. And as we talked, now she didn't realize that this was her dilemma. She thought that, you know, I'm just not successful because of the children, the children, the children. But it's really not the children. It was really her and her thinking. It was her thinking. Because whenever, whenever something started taking off, she would pull back. And I had to remind her, like I have to remind myself, we have to see how grand, we have to make a decision on how grand we want to be. You're in control of your business. You can make a decision and say, I'm going to make $100,000 a year, or I want to make $1,000 a month. And you can decide that, and then you work it. But if you say $100,000 a year, and then you start pulling back, because just getting to $10,000 a month is going to take you a lot of time and energy that's going to pull, then you'll sabotage yourself. So your vision, you must know what it is. I think that's so important. And Tisha, you know, a lot of times I say it's important to work backwards, which is more or less what you're saying now. But as far as my Glovey's business goes, I'll tell you, I have the complete plan to the point that I know the man I want to call when the time is right to say, would you like to buy my business? Because I've proved how successful it really can be. And um, I now have worked my plan according to that. I've worked backwards, and exactly. um, I think that's super, super important. And that is so so important, and that's the reason why you can continue on, Josephine, even though it's been a number of years. You can continue on because you have that vision. You have have the end vision in mind. And I want to say, first of all, the Glovies are such a great, great idea. I have the one daughter, and so now we have the whole toilet issue when we go in. Oh, sure. And, you know, the little, the little hands on the side of the toilet as she positions herself. Oh, my gosh. It's so I gross. <laughs> See, Tisha, it's because of people like you and me. That's why I came up with the idea for my glovey is because I just, it skeeves me so much to think of our precious little babies holding on to that public restroom. Yeah. So, um Yeah, so hopefully I have my fingers crossed. We might have some big news real soon to share with the listeners. But um, excellent, excellent. So vision super important. How about number four, Tisha? Number four, confidence. You must have your confidence checked and in order. You have to be. That means you need to be able to say no when it's time to say no. You can't take things personally. You have to know how to shake things off. You, know, you have to know how to receive a no and keep pushing, keep moving. And so that means that you have to have yourself in order. You have to be confident about who you are and what you offer. At the same time, being willing to be flexible when you need to be. So confidence yeah. is number four. And then the last one. Well, um, Tisha, I just want to add one thing to confidence. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's just me, but I'll tell you, when I really 
make an effort to take good care of myself. I mean, you know as well as I do, when we're taking care of the kids and we're taking care of the house, a lot of times I am the absolute last person I have time for. But I'll tell you, when I push myself to get on that treadmill, to work out, to really be conscious about what I'm eating, and once I start physically feeling better, my confidence soars, and that is a direct reflection on what's happening in my business. Yes. Yes. And these points that I'm making are all a reflection of what's going to happen in your business. These are all external you know, your relationships and your children and, and your confidence, all these are externals in terms of being the business. It's not your business. It is all you because you and what you do in, in your own mind will reflect itself in your business. Yeah, and it's so amazing. I read an article the other day, and it was talking about how powerful women really are. You know what? It was in Nell Marlino's book. That's what it was. Um mm. And what she was saying was how women really have such an impact on society. Because when you think about it, we have an impact on our husbands and on our children. And so take each woman and think about how many lives they interact with. And then it exponentially increases how the effect we have on our community. So I thought that was really quite interesting. My favorite saying, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Yes, and that is the reason why I do what I do, Josephine. Help Uh women to stay at home with their children and make money from home using their gifts and their passions and their talents. Because if you're at home with your children, you are changing the world. Yeah, it's so important. We have to hook you up with Allie Laprete because she has a radio show here on Toginet based on exactly that, that Uh, she encourages moms and dads to stay home with their children if if at all possible. Yeah. So super, super important. So, Tisha, let's go to number five. Last point, you must have that negative self-talk under control. And the best way of getting that negative self-talk under control is there are two ways, hypnosis and affirmation. Hmm. Now, I can promote affirmation because neuroscientists say that 90 to 95% of our behaviors are controlled by our unconscious mind. That is amazing. This is the reason why, you know, a woman will say, I want to be successful but she finds herself still doing little things to sabotage herself. The, you know, the woman who was abused as a child or the, the son that watched his father abuse his mother, they say, I'll never do that. But then when they grow up, they're attracted to that. And it's because our subconscious mind is still controlling us, is still directing and guiding us. And so the best way to overcome that is with affirmations. Those are positive, present tense, statements that you say to counteract the negative thoughts and you have to work it you have to do it a long period of time you have to keep it uh, be repetitive muhammad ali had a great quote Um, he said it's the repetition of affirmation that leads to belief and once the belief becomes a deep conviction things begin to happen now think about muhammad ali who would brag in public he would use affirmation in public. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, I think it became true. 
I think it's amazing. It's funny because, Tisha, I started to do this a couple of weeks ago, and every single day when I make the beds, I always say, this is going to be my big year. This is going to be my big year. And I just keep saying it over and over again. And I have, you know, my brother's an entrepreneur too, and I shoot him an email every now and then as a gentle reminder to him, this is going to be our big year. It's all going to happen. And I think... I think you're 100% right. Positive reinforcement really does work. Of course, hard work is important, too. Hard work. You have to have the work to go along with it. And I always advise my clients, we write up affirmations, and I find that women really struggle. People really struggle writing them down. And so I pull together some, actually have them on my website. Some you can download for free. The others are only like... 295 or something like that, but it's two minutes of affirmations, affirmations for success, affirmations for weight loss, affirmations for um, self-confidence, and it's set to music, and so for two minutes, you just sit with your eyes closed, you listen, you repeat. Do that four or five times a day, do it for a couple of weeks, and you will notice a change in your life. Oh, that sounds so great, Tisha. I love that. So, okay, so we got our five business tips in, and we just have a little more than um, a minute left to our show. But, Tisha, I would love to know a little bit about your book. Can you tell us about that? Sure. The book is called Mom Entrepreneur Extraordinaire, and um, this is a book. Uh, the publisher contacted me. Oh, that's a great story. I can't tell that story, though. It'll take too long. But the publisher contacted me and asked me to participate in this book where she was pulling together the top mompreneur experts and um, having them to write down their secrets for success. And so um, I'm one of the one of the authors there, the co-authors. And I write about building a legacy and thinking big, even when things aren't going exactly as you had hoped they would go for your business. You have to be able to continue to think big regardless of what's happening in your business. And you do that by remembering that you're building a legacy. Yeah, I think that that's so, so important because why think small? We're investing all of this time Mm -hmm. into our businesses. The bigger we can dream the bigger our goals and our vision will be, and the better chances are that we'll actually get to where we want to be. So yeah. what what amazing, solid tips you've given to us today. I so appreciate you coming on and being a part of Paying It Forward, Tisha. Um, we'll have to have you on again. And yeah, um, thank you. We wish you lots and lots of success with your blog, Talk Radio. And um, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Josephine. So, Tisha, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. And uh, happy birthday to my sweet little precious Nicoletta, who turned five today. And yay. Um, yay. Time's going by. But to all my listeners, I hope you have a wonderful, productive week. And we'll see you again next week on Paying It Forward. Thanks, everyone. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons learned,